this is Connor Lindback, owner of the Coon Squad, 2016 Flog Champion, and you're listening to the Flogcast Network. Hello and welcome back for another episode of The Commissioner's Corner. As always, I am Scott Benzing, the Flog Commissioner, here to talk about some goings-on in week seven of the NFL. My goodness, time is flying. We are almost halfway through the regular season of the NFL. Um, Back when all of this COVID started happening and the lockdowns and sports getting canceled, wasn't sure if we would ever make it to this point, but things have been going pretty well, starting to get back to somewhat normal, um, aside from no fans or very limited fans in the stands. Uh, it's good to have NFL football back, and we will get right into it with some current NFL news. Um, the big news this coming out this morning is that the Houston Texans are shutting down their facility, uh, had a positive COVID test for a player. Fortunately, they are on bye this week, so no real risk of any games being postponed or canceled since they won't play until week nine. Um, But yeah, just something to keep an eye on. Uh, Continue to get these random tests here and there, but the NFL's done a pretty good job of isolating players. When guys get COVID, they get them away from the rest of the team, and we've only had a few instances where games have been moved or postponed, so Keep an eye on that Texan situation moving forward. Another thing is that might after some hard hit teams with injuries and just a ton of injuries all around the league this year, we might actually start getting some players back. Um, Delvin Cook and Christian McCaffrey are back practicing this week, at least on a limited basis. Um, McCaffrey's been out for five or six weeks now with that high ankle sprain. He was back at practice. They, The Carolina Panthers do play on Thursday night against the Falcons, though, so maybe they try to ease him back into that, not try to rush him back since he's going to have a, only a couple practices this week. Um, and then Delvin Cook dealing with, I think it was a hamstring. He's back at practice on a limited basis, so maybe he gets back this week against the Packers, or maybe they play it safe and uh, just wait until the following week in their schedule. Um, And then some just quick highlights. The Cowboys and Jets are both just dumpster fires right now. Jets still have not won a game. Don't know how Adam Gase continues to coach that team. Uh, The Cowboys, after losing Dak, uh, just have looked terrible. Andy Dalton got just blasted by John Bostick, the linebacker, um, on a really dirty hit. So, Cowboys are down to their third string quarterback as Andy Dalton's in the concussion protocol for probably at least a week because that was a vicious hit. Um, So they're down to Danucci as their quarterback. And without Dak, they have just looked completely lost on the offensive side of the ball. Their defense has been bad all year. And so the Cowboys, I mean, heck, at this point, maybe let Dak walk and you end up with the number one overall pick and get um, Trevor Lawrence. And then the only undefeated team left in the NFL are the Pittsburgh Steelers after they beat the other undefeated team, Tennessee Titans, this last week. So Steelers are rocking and rolling. They do play Baltimore this week, so that should be a really good matchup. We'll find out a lot about both of these teams in this coming week. But enough about the NFL's um, news. Let's get into my Freak of the Week. And this week, 
goes to Mr. Tyler Lockett, wide receiver for the Seattle Seahawks. For those of you who saw the Sunday night football game, it was an absolute clinic from Tyler Lockett. 15 receptions, 200 yards receiving, and three touchdowns, 45.5 fantasy points in our half-point PPR league. Um, Yeah, this is the second game this year that Tyler Lockett scored three touchdowns. And, I mean, my goodness, the guy is unreal. DK Metcalf had a quiet game, but Tyler Lockett more than made up for it in a losing effort for the Seattle Seahawks. The game was incredible, back and forth, going into overtime, Cardinals getting the win. Um, I know Marcus, currently the Tyler Lockett owner, loves to see that, loves to see big days from him, and doesn't look like they're going to go away. Uh, Russell Wilson really likes to throw the ball to him, and the dude is just awesome. Um, Moving into studs and duds, we got quite a few studs this week and a handful of duds. So starting off with my stud quarterback, the rookie sensation himself, Justin Herbert of the Los Angeles Chargers. 27 of 43 passing, 347 yards and three touchdowns. Also added 66 yards on the ground and a rushing touchdown, 41.4 fantasy points. Um, I will admit that I did not expect big things out of Justin Herbert. I thought he was going to a bad situation with the Chargers. I thought that maybe he is a slow starter. Tyrod kind of takes that job and they ease him into it, but Man, ever since he came in a few weeks ago it, into the starting role after the the trainer decided to puncture one of Tyrod Taylor's lungs, um, Justin Herbert's looked awesome, especially for fantasy. And this is actually his first NFL win. Uh, he had played a lot of close games, but this is the first time that he was actually able to get it done, get into the win column. Good for him. And I don't expect his fantasy production to fall off. I mean... He's just looked awesome all year, and Keenan Allen coming back now. Uh, he'll get Austin Eckler back later this season. So, man, good things will continue to come for Justin Herbert. Some honorable mentions. The ageless wonder himself, Mr. Tom Brady, the GOAT, 40.7 fantasy points, threw five touchdown passes against the Las Vegas Raiders. Love to see that as a Bucks fan. Um, throwing the ball around, getting to his targets, and – The news, I mean, everybody knows about it by now. They signed Antonio Brown. He won't be here for this Week 8 matchup on Monday night against the Giants. Expected to make his debut with the Bucs against the New Orleans Saints in Week 9. But, I mean, it's just, yeah, his receivers have been banged up. Mike Evans dealing with some injuries but playing through it. Chris Godwin is now out this week, but Gronk's starting to round into form. So Tom Brady should continue to put up big numbers. And who knows, maybe a... Maybe starting to creep into that MVP conversation, especially if the Bucks keep winning. Um, another honorable mention, Kyler Murray going toe-to-toe with Russell Wilson. 40.1 fantasy points. Big, big game for him. I uh, can probably continue to see that. Kyler Murray's another guy, another young quarterback doing good things in the league. Joe Burrow going head-to-head with Baker Mayfield. Both of these guys in honorable mentions. Joe Burrow, 36.6 fantasy points. Baker Mayfield, 34.7. Both of those guys putting up big fantasy days for their team. Stud running back, going to a guy who probably wasn't in a lot of lineups. That's running back Jeff Wilson Jr. of the 49ers. Uh, Raheem Mostert went back on IR, dealing with an injury, going to be out for a few weeks. Um, Jeff Wilson Jr. stepping in, 17 carries, 112 yards, three touchdowns, added eight yards on two catches, 
31 fantasy points. Seems like once a year, this guy comes in, scores three or four touchdowns, and then you don't hear about him much uh, or much the rest of the season. Probably going to happen again because he was actually injured, going to miss some time. And so, yeah, he got that one big game, not in anybody's lineup more than likely, and now he's out. So, But congratulations, being the stud running back this week. Some honorable mentions. The undrafted free agent rookie running back in Jacksonville, James Robinson, just continuing to be a fantasy stud all season, 29.7 fantasy points. Uh, Todd Gurley, I mean, he he cost his team the game here in with the Atlanta Falcons. They should have just, um, for those who didn't see, Falcons were on about the 10-yard line less than a minute and a half in the game. They just needed to run the ball up the middle and run the clock down, take a timeout, kick a field goal. They would have won 17 to 16 had that happened. But Todd Gurley, he's like, you know what? I'm doing it for my fantasy owners. Decides to run up the middle, breaks a couple tackles, tries to stop himself short of the goal line, can't do it, scores a touchdown. And then the Detroit Lions end up marching down the field with a minute and some change left getting into uh, the end zone as time expired and then kicking the extra point to get a one-point victory themselves. So Todd Gurley must have had himself in fantasy, wanted those extra six points on that touchdown, but he ended up costing himself or his team the game here. So Todd Gurley, at least you were a stud in fantasy circles. And then the stud wide receiver, uh, Tyler Lockett, Freak of the Week. So the stud wide receiver goes to Devontae Adams, another dude coming back this week from missing a few games and just absolutely lighting the field on fire. 13 receptions, 196 yards, and two touchdowns, 38.1 fantasy points. Um, hated to see this because in the two fantasy leagues I'm in, he was on both of my opponent's rosters and just absolutely torched me in both matchups. Um, I know Aaron Rodgers is very happy to have him back at full strength. Some honorable mentions, Deontay Johnson with the Pittsburgh Steelers, 24.5 fantasy points coming back and really showing that he's the top target in that Pittsburgh offense. A.J. Brown, big day for him, 24.3 fantasy points. D.J. Moore, welcome back. After a slow start to the season, he has had a few good games in a row now, 23.3 fantasy points for D.J. Moore. And then Tyler Boyd, Wide receiver for the Bengals, 22.2 fantasy points. Um, seems to be shoring up that connection with Joe Burrow there in Cincinnati. And as always, talk a lot about the studs. Also got to talk about the duds. This week's dud quarterback is Andy Dalton. Now, he did leave this game um, in the second half. He didn't do much when he was in there, though. Nine of 19 passing for 75 yards and an interception. Added three carries for 16 yards. One of those carries is one he slid down and just got his head taken off by the linebacker. Um, 2.6 fantasy points. So if you started Andy Dalton, uh, expecting him to sort of step into that Dak role. And I mean, nobody expected him to put up Dak numbers because he's not as good as him. But you at least expected him to be uh, somewhat like he was in Cincinnati Bengals. He was a starter there for, I think, eight years or seven years or something. And. He just does not look like he has it anymore. And now he's going to be out for at least a week with a concussion, but can't feel good about starting Andy Dalton even when he does come back. He is a absolute dud this week. 
Dud running back, Jarek McKinnon. Talked about Jeff Wilson Jr. coming in and carrying the workload for the 49ers. Jarek McKinnon is a guy who everybody thought, hey, uh, with Raheem Mostert out, I mean, McKinnon's looked good with limited touches. He's probably going to get his workload increased. And Kyle Shanahan said that, you know what, we're not – Jeff Wilson's doing enough for us. Jarek McKinnon, you just sit on the sideline and watch. McKinnon, three carries for negative one yards, negative 0.1 fantasy points. Um, Does not come with an injury designation, so absolute dud this week for a guy that you expected to get a lot more touches. Some dishonorable mentions. Uh, Devontae Freeman with the New York Giants did get banged up in this game, but when he was in there, did not do anything. 0.8 fantasy points. And then some other guys, some running backs you expected to give you bigger days and all fell short. Josh Jacobs, 4.6. Kenyon Drake, 4.6 fantasy points. And Chris Carson, 4.6 fantasy points. Uh, Drake and Chris Carson both left somewhat early uh, with injuries. Don't know about their status moving forward. Kenyon Drake will be out for at least a few weeks. The Cardinals have their bye week. Um, so maybe you get him back a little bit sooner. He's going to rest it. Um, Chris Carson, though, he, again, he had a bad knee injury, it looked like, earlier in the year. Came back right away, didn't miss any time. Dealing with, a, I think, a foot sprain. And so he's expected to miss a couple weeks here. Um, hate to see it if you're their owners. Uh, Maybe some guys that you can target their backups in the waiver wire. And then our dud pass catcher, um, after a huge breakout game and uh, just sort of coming from an unknown, rookie wide receiver Chase Claypool of the Pittsburgh Steelers, one catch for negative two yards, 0.3 fantasy points and half PPR. Uh, Talked about Deontay Johnson being in the honorable mentions for studs. Uh, looks like, yeah, if Deontay Johnson's back, I mean, Chase Claypool was kind of filling in for him the last couple weeks. And now that he's back, he's more of an afterthought. I still think he'll get red zone targets. He'll be involved somewhat, but he's not going to be getting uh, those big targets down the field because Deontay Johnson's going to be taking them from Big Ben. Some other dishonorable mentions as pass catchers, Mike Williams for the Chargers, 0.9 fantasy points, DJ Chark. 3.1 fantasy points. He has not looked great this year. Gardner Minshew might be getting the hook here, getting benched for Mike Glennon. So don't feel inspired if you're a DJ Chark fantasy owner like myself. Odell Beckham Jr. tearing his ACL, zero points. He was injured early, trying to make a tackle on an interception. So it sucks for owners. Um, he'll probably come back next year, but he's never looked great in Cleveland. And who knows, maybe they let him go or try to trade him when he comes back from his injury. Uh, DK Metcalf and Darius Slayton, 3.3 fantasy points apiece. Not a lot doing for either of those guys. Hunter Henry, 3.8. Travis Kelsey, kind of a surprise in a snow game uh, in Denver, 4.6 fantasy points. And then Mike Evans dealing with an injury, 4.7 fantasy points. Has not really gotten it done for your team uh, with Chris Godwin in the lineup. But coming up this week, and I'll get into it later in this episode, but Chris Godwin has been ruled out. So Mike Evans, probably going to have a really big bounce back against a bad New York Giants defense this coming Monday night. And now moving on to bad benches, some guys that were on the bench in the flog that probably could have helped out their team. Start with Jake McKinley, 
Fresh Prince of Hell Air, benching A.J. Green, wide receiver for the Bengals. Um, A.J. Green hasn't done a lot this season. He's had a couple nice games back-to-back now. Seven catches for 82 yards, 11.7 fantasy points. Uh, a guy that was on Jake's bench. Um, Jake lost a close matchup, lost by about five points. He had Josh Jacobs in his flex spot, who didn't do anything. Um, A.J. Green goes into that flex spot over Josh Jacobs, which can't blame Jake for this. I mean, no, I don't think anybody in their right mind would start A.J. Green over Josh Jacobs, but it's one of those things. Hindsight is twenty twenty. If A.J. Green's in his lineup over Josh Jacobs, Jake gets the win this week. Instead, he loses a close matchup. Uh, Connor Limbach, the... Uh, he started or he benched Chase Edmonds, uh, who just absolutely went off this week. Five carries for 58 yards, seven receptions for 87 yards, just torching the Seattle defense. 18 fantasy points. Uh, Chase Edmonds had been in Connor's lineup for a couple weeks or at least a week um, and hadn't done anything. So he puts him on his bench and the dude just gets it done. And now with Kenyon Drake expected to miss several weeks, Chase Edmonds is going to be a great start moving forward. Um, Chase Edmonds outscoring some of Connor's other running backs, including Ezekiel Elliott, David Montgomery, and Joshua Kelly, who were all in his lineup. Uh, The last bad bench, it goes to myself. Now, I will preface this by saying that it did not matter if I put this guy in my lineup because I played Keegan Scott, the Magic Skull Bus, and he set the flog scoring record. Um, I'm sure you've heard about it. He was on the show talking about it, bragging. Um, There's nothing I could have done, honestly. Uh, My team pooped the bed, and Keegan's team just scorched earth, just probably set a scoring record that will stand for at least a few years. Um, Teddy Bridgewater, though, had him on my bench. I started Patrick Mahomes and Matt Ryan. Uh, Mahomes didn't have a very good day because their defense got it done for him, and he didn't need to do anything. Um, Matt Ryan was outscored by Teddy Bridgewater, who had 254 yards, two touchdowns, 21 fantasy points. Uh, so, yeah, Teddy Bridgewater, a really good third quarterback to have for myself. Um, he's been really fantasy relevant, and he gets a good matchup this week going against the Atlanta Falcons on Thursday night. So that's it for bad benches. We will move on to the freak forecast and player hating. Uh, last week, I will toot my own horn a little bit. I did really well. Um, My freak forecast, I had Chris Godwin. Uh, He was projected 12.8, ended up with 19.3, 88 yards on nine catches and a touchdown for the Bucs. Really good there. Also had DeAndre Swift, thought he was going to get more touches. Didn't really do that, but he did get into the end zone. Projected 11.6, ended up with 12.8, so beat his projection. Nine carries, 27 yards, and a rushing touchdown, four catches for 21 yards. Don't know what the guy has to do to take more carries away from Adrian Peterson, but Matt Patricia just loves his old running back, I guess. Um, I did have Michael Thomas in my freak forecast. I am scratching this from the record because he ended up not playing. He was um, a late scratch from the game, hamstring issue, they said. Maybe something more to that. He's been button heads with Sean Payton and doesn't seem like his situation there in New Orleans is a good one. Um, so he actually did not play. And so I removed him from consideration this week. Uh, guys I was hating on. Josh Jacobs, talked about him already in the duds. 
projected 14.8, only got 4.6, 10 carries for 17 yards, typical line going up against that really good Bucks front seven, uh, three catches for 14 yards also for Jacob. So really a stinker of a day for him. Another guy who was expected to play and ended up be, being a late scratch was running back Joe Mixon. I was hating on him. He was projected 18 points, um, didn't play. So removing him from this list. Um, and then the last guy I was hating on was wide receiver Chase Claypool. I already mentioned he was my dud pass catcher of the week. One catch for negative two yards was projected 11.1, ended up with 0.3. So 4-0 and on guys who actually played this week. And yeah, feeling good, starting to get the hang of it. My season record is 18 and 16. Um, then 7 and 10 on my freak forecast projections and 11 and 6 on my player hating. So getting really good at hating on guys. Probably need to do a little bit better at picking out the guys I think are going to have big weeks. And so we'll just look ahead to my freak forecast for this week. First guy I got up here is Mike Evans. Mentioned it already. Think he's going to have a big bounce back week against the New York Giants. Uh, Chris Godwin's out. And if you look at his season stats, every week that Godwin, Godwin is out, he has a big game. And all the games that Godwin is in there, he gets like two targets. So think Mike Evans has a big day against the Giants on Monday Night Football. Projected 11.4. I think he beats that pretty easily. Another guy I'm projecting as a, uh, a good matchup, good performance, wide receiver DJ Moore against the Atlanta Falcons. The Falcons' defense is bad, and DJ Moore has just been on fire recently. Seems like he's finally getting that connection with Teddy Bridgewater. Projected 11.8. I think he beats that pretty easily on Thursday night football. And then my last freak forecast is Jarek McKinnon. Um, a guy who, again, was in my duds for this week, wasn't expected to do much, but with Jeff Wilson Jr. being out, Raheem Mostert still on IR, uh, they don't really have a lot of other options in that 49ers backfield going up against the Seattle Seahawks. He's really the only option left there in San Francisco, projected 11.2 fantasy points. I think he beats that because he's going to get volume. They're going to have to give the ball to somebody. And so I think Jarek McKinnon is the recipient of those touches has a pretty good game against Seattle this week and guys I'm hating on these are players I do not think will hit their projection first up running back Ezekiel Elliott against the Philadelphia Eagles um, he's been really bad without Dak and I think it continues this week Eagles run defense is pretty good Zeke projected 15.7 fantasy points with a third string quarterback in there uh Philadelphia just kind of key in on him because who knows if that kid can throw the ball to all those wide receivers. I just think Zeke has a bad day, does not hit 15.7 points this week. Another guy I'm hating on, running back James Conner, Pittsburgh Steelers, going to Baltimore to play the Ravens. It's a really good defense, and James Conner has a pretty high projection, currently at 15 points. Don't think he hits that. I think Baltimore is able to limit him on the ground. Maybe he sneaks into the end zone and um, gets some fantasy points there, but I don't think he's going to run for 100 yards or do anything crazy um, this week. And then the last guy I'm hating on, wide receiver Allen Robinson. I mean, look, the Bears offense, everybody was clamoring for Mitch Trubisky to be benched, bring in Nick Foles, and their offense has been worse. Um, Nick Foles does not throw it to Allen Robinson like Trubisky did 
and they're going up. The Bears are playing the Saints this week, who have a pretty good secondary. I just think it's a bad matchup. I think that Foles is going to have to look elsewhere because the Saints are going to key on Allen Robinson, make sure that he doesn't beat them. Uh, Robinson projected 13.1. I think he does not hit that this week. And now we will move on finally to the flog matchups. Uh, last week, I went one and three in my predictions. Um, I thought that the Coon squad would beat the Blount Force, which they did. Uh, but everybody else, I was wrong. Um, Justin, the LeBron Kings, got the win against the Fresh Prince of Hell Air. Uh, Marcus was able to pull the upset against the Savage Patch Kids. And I just got eviscerated by the Magic Skull Bus. So hopefully my projections are a little bit better this week. Get right into our first matchup. And that is the Terry's Terrorist 3-4 and four, taking on the Magic Skull Bus coming off that huge win uh, sitting at 4-3 and three currently. I'm actually going to pick an upset here. I think maybe Keegan thinks he's going to just roll into this matchup, get another easy victory, put up another 250 points. But I think Marcus's team is actually going to get the win here. Um, Keegan right now is dealing with some bye week issues. He's got all those running backs. He's got a ton of running backs. But his wide receivers, Terry McLaurin and Will Fuller, on a bye this week. And he doesn't have a lot of options. Chris Godwin is ruled out. Uh, currently, the only wide receiver he has is Devontae Adams and possibly Sterling Shepard on his bench, who's going up against the Bucks defense. So I just think that's a really bad recipe. He's going to have to scoop up some guys off the waiver wire and plug them into his lineup. Not sure if he gets it done against the Terry's Terrorists. So my upset of the week is Marcus taking down the Magic Skull Bus. Uh, the next matchup, Fresh Prince of Hilaire at 2-5, and five, taking on the Savage Patch Kids, 3-4. and four. TC, after starting out the season really hot, has just fell off. Hasn't been scoring points. Big reason for that is Christian McCaffrey's been out. Michael Thomas hasn't been playing. Um, he's going to get at least one of those guys back this week. And Jake's team was riding high there. Had a two-win streak coming into last week. Ended up losing a close matchup. I think that TC's team is finally starting to get back on track. And I don't think Jake's team, Fresh Prince of Hell Air, has enough firepower to keep up with TC when um, his players are playing well. So have TC taking this matchup, moving to four and four, and the Fresh Prince of Hell Air dropping to two and six. Next matchup, the Coon Squad, four and three, taking on the LeBron Kings at three and four. Again, I'm going to go here with the, with the upset. I'm going to say that the LeBron Kings take down the Coon Squad. Uh, two of the guys that were in my player hating segment, Ezekiel Elliott and Allen Robinson are on the Coon squad. I just think that Justin's team has better matchups this week, and I think they are able to get it done, get the victory against the Coon squad. And then the last matchup, my game of the week, a little biased here because it includes my own team. Hail to the Chiefs, sitting at 5-2, and two, taking on the Blount Force at 4-3. and three. The battle for the top of the division, um, a good matchup on paper. Uh, two of the higher scoring teams in the league, two of the teams with the better records. But unfortunately, I don't think it's going to be a good week for my team. Just looking at Blount's lineup, he's got a lot of really good matchups this week. I mean, he's got Aaron Rodgers going up against the Vikings, who just, or when they played week one, he just absolutely torched them. 
Um, he's got Derrick Henry going up against Cincinnati. I think that's going to be a huge day. Doesn't have a lot of bad matchups. I think that um, he's already got Mike Evans slotted in his lineup, who was in my freak forecast for this week. So I don't think that my guys are going to have the firepower to keep up. Um, I'm dealing with some buy issues myself. Uh, the Chiefs team, I, I rely really heavily on them. And last week, I mean, they showed that their defense and special teams can win them games, and that really limits my upside. So the Chiefs do play the Jets this week, so who knows, maybe they put up 60 points against them. But it could also be a game where they get up on uh, get up early 20 or 30 points, and then they just run the ball a lot, which is not going to help my score. So I actually have the Blount Force winning this one, moving to five and three, and dropping my hail to the Chiefs also to five and three. So that is it for this week's episode of the Commissioner's Corner. Um, I'll be back again next Wednesday, talk about the the freak freak of the week and studs and duds, all of that goodness. Let you know how I did on my projections, talk a little bit about the matchups. Um, be sure to tune in tomorrow for TC Thursday. Thank you, everybody, for listening. This has been the Flogcast Network. Take care.